So we, we burned a bunch of good topics already. We did, but I, uh, okay, so when you move to a new state, you're supposed to change your license within, like, 90 days of living there. Um, okay. And I waited four years, so I'm I'm a new resident of Illinois. Which, you don't want to you don't want to seem too eager. That's important. No, you don't want to you don't want to seem too eager. I didn't want to commit without knowing what I was committing to. So I finally just decided to admit that I live here. So now I'm all about being Midwestern. Like like I'm just like, is this how we is this how we do this, guys? Like this is this is cool, right? This is very Midwestern. So. This weekend for my birthday, I went to a good old Midwestern County Fair, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is such an experience. Oh my god, it was great. probably really good corn on the cob. I ate such good corn on the cob, and I had an amazing turkey leg. Um, mm. But my favorite thing was I watched pig races. <gasps> I've never actually done it. Okay, me neither. And so it was so cute. Uh, there was also a pig. This I saw this pig. I think its name was Swift Swifty Swifty. I think I said yep. Swifty because of Rick and Morty. Um, but it's mm. it's gonna it's about to go to like some trials to be in the Guinness Book of World Record for like the fastest swimming pig, and it's like a sure. four month old pig. It's nuts. So anyway, so these pig races, right? All these pigs had pun names. Okay, mm. okay. So so best best one. Nancy Piglosi. Yikes, yeah. that's like that's political. Oh, they had a political round. It was Nancy Piglosi Piglosi uh Hillary what was Hillary Clinton? I don't remember. Maybe it was ha- uh ha- I don't remember. Hamil Hamil Hamery That's weird. So it was something like that. They did a Donald what do they say for Trump? I don't know. A lot of puns. Boar. Sure. A lot of boar, hair. Um, but yes, all of these pigs had pun you, names. Do you uh, bet on the pig races? Not like really. It's really just by bleacher section. You know, so our bleacher section was like... Oh, so you were like rooting for Nancy Piglosi and... These people over here were, were rooting for uh, Chris Crispy Bacon. Exactly. Something to that effect. Um, God, I was so excited about Nancy Piglosi that I didn't gather myself to think of any of the other funny names. I mean, I can... But that's pretty much what I got. That's great. They're that's really great. cute. I, I love everything about county fair, state fair. I yes. love the I love the atmosphere. There's did you, Do they have, like, um, weird... Uh, like produce competitions do they have that um well here in the midwest we uh we show (laughs) up i didn't see produce competitions but there were lots of cows Mm, like they were mm -hmm. showing a lot of cows a lot of pigs and people did you go to any of the cow shows no, I just there's like an open barn and you just look yeah, at yeah, all yeah. the cows. Yeah. So there was there at the state fair in New York, which I've been to a couple times. Yeah. They have you know livestock shows or whatever, and people walk around and you listen to other people and they like 
they essentially appraise these cows. It's like when you go to a museum and there's the guy like with the beret and the scarf and you're like, we better follow him because he knows his shit. Yeah. It's like that except for there are people wearing, you know, like dungarees and uh, uh, plaid and big hats. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love it. A butter sculpture is a big thing at the New York State Fair. I did yeah. not see a butter sculpture. That's awesome. It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Is it competitive um, or is there like... Oh, pff, yeah. There's a there, there's a movie called... I want to say it's called Butter, which is... <laughs> it's a fictional movie. I would definitely a, watch that. I'm already... It's I'm very already good. Sold. It's very good if, I, if, if I'm right. And then um, they also have like floral arrangement competitions and like... Uh, what's it called where you... Like um, table setting competitions. Sure, sure. It's real fun stuff. I'm hung up on this butter sculptor. Oh, it's That's beautiful so stuff. That's so fun. My um my home county fair is at the beach. I gave up a lot of street cred by giving That's up- yeah. That's not where a county fair is supposed to be. Well, we still are a county and we still want to party. So, we have a county fair that's on the beach pretty much. Um so our big centerpiece is a sand sculpture. That's and every fun. year, yeah, every year they kind of reveal like the new, like whatever the theme of the fair is. They have like the sand sure. sculpture company. Very cool. But Very probably cool a lot fewer, uh, several, many fewer cows. I've I've never seen a cow at a county farm fair county fair until uh, this weekend. So mm-hmm. yes, less. Yeah. And just I think you may have buried the lead here. So you got a new ID. I did. Yeah. And how is it? Is it exciting to see the new picture? Like all the, g- give me all the deets. I will. I went to the DMV on a Saturday at seven in the morning, and I was out by eight thirty. So, I did well. That's not bad at all. Open till seven thirty. Um, uh, and once my name got called, I was rocking and rolling. I had to take the written exam again, which I know I definitely got anxious and then i was like don't overthink it it's just driving just use your common sense uh, did, uh, any any stumpers on there i only missed one question which one which one uh it was such a dumb one it was literally about like if your tire blows out what are you supposed to do and you're supposed uh, to call for help yeah scream <laughs> uh panic panic uh, <laughs> i think i wrote slowly slow down or something and you're supposed to turn into the cur I don't know. I don't think I'm ever gonna have to I think I think I'm gonna always just react. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just gonna react. Well and it's not like it's not like your tire's gonna blow out and you're gonna be like think back to the exam. I'm gonna think What about did it. I say? Yeah. But no, so that was fine and then my picture, my goal was to look like don't fuck with me and I achieved mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I went in I went in to get an Illinois license with a New York attitude. That's right. That's right. That's the way to do it. I like. I got mouthy with the first guy I talked to. I was like, "Listen, I'm not taking shit. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't fuck with me. I'm not here. This is not real. You didn't actually say these things to another human. No, but I did. I did have on like my very serious face for a while until things started going in my direction. Because like, if I gotta throw down, I gotta be ready to throw down. But here's the the million dollar question for you. Uh. Do you hold on to your California license now for sentimental reasons? Well, yes. 
Uh, it's still my source of street cred. I don't have a lot of it, but it is some of it. But, um, I currently don't have a, a full-on replacement, so I just have a paper ID, and so I carry that one with me just in case someone's like, what the fuck is this? And I can be like, look, here's my old one. So it is, it's a, it's a practical thing to carry it around. For now. For now. When the real one comes, we'll see, we'll see if I can put that to the side and, uh, not hold on to things I don't need. That's right. That's right. Your face lights up like, like I didn't, I didn't know where this was going. No, I know where it was going. I was waiting for you to go. Oh, this was my pick. It's your pick. So, um, so now we're going to talk about the documentary. (laughs) Um, The pre-documentary part is over. Yeah, we're in it now. Um, yeah, so this week we watched, uh, Minimalist, and I think there's a- Minimalism. 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 And then there's a colon and some words after it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. I know. I don't know the, what they are. The, the art of being a pretentious douchebag. Something um, to that effect. Uh, minimalism. Minimalism. Oh, wow. They used a tiny-ass font. Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. Right. So that's what we watched. We watched um, that. And it's basically about these two best friends who uh, climbed the corporate ladder and did the corporate thing and had all of the stuff that people buy when they're quote-unquote successful. And then they realized that their stuff didn't make them happy anymore, so now they don't have very much stuff. And they are traveling the country telling people about the lack of stuff they have. Nailed it. Right? Nailed it. Hot take from me yeah um at the same time i hate everyone in this documentary right and think that they are all living a better life than i am accurate that's where i'm at um i came home today and i immediately tried to get rid of clothing sure uh i have a a stack here the stuff i was able to get rid of i did not pare it down to only 33 items but i i yep. am starting i'm starting to get rid of stuff i uh i i watched some of this today at work while i was um filling up a bed bath and beyond cart on the internet <laughs> <laughs> i was like mm-hmm, get rid of shit but i need this pan um so i was i was doing opposites attract do um, you do, do you consider yourself like I don't know if hoarder is the right word, but, like, someone who who brings in lots of material things. Um, I, I think I'm actually fairly balanced. Um, I don't have a problem getting rid of things. It's more the motivation mm-hmm. to, like, go through shit, which I've kind of been doing the last few weeks and will continue to do. Um, but I have more shit than I need. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That's sure. about where I'm at, I think. I, you guys, you guys are I, not cluttered at all. No. Well, that's a big thing. Teresa keeps uh, saying over and over again that she doesn't want to have a lot of horizontal space. That if you have uh, table space or cabinet space, you know, whatever, that you'll use you'll it. You'll put stuff on it. Of course. You'll put stuff on it. And, like, it's, we have this bookshelf over here, and it's just got shit on it. And, like, we don't need any of that shit. The bookshelf is, like, is like our shit drawer. Right. Um, we gotta get rid of all of that. 
So that's the next that's the next project. Yeah. No, you guys definitely don't like you have adequate things, but I definitely didn't feel like it was cluttered at all. I think some of this documentary was kind of uh I don't want to say eye-opening like it taught me something new, but kind of uh eye-opening in the sense that it made me think about some things in in new ways. Sure. Um I really, and I, I liked that about it, but I I had this knee-jerk reaction for all of these people to be like, it's so easy for you to say, you know what I mean? Like, totally. so many of the people in this documentary climbed the corporate ladder, had six-figure salaries, and they were like, I can live the rest of my life without working, so I'm going to. And I'm like, uh, I don't go to my job because it's fun. I go to my job because I need to live. Yeah. Um... One of the things that struck me, because my initial reaction is to also be like, you pretentious douchebags, whatever. Um, I liked that they said, and I literally don't know the two main guys' names, so I'm the worst. Um, Chuck and Todd. Uh, Great. You know, they're going around the country and they were like, you know, we're not necessarily trying to, like, convert people to minimalism, but, like, if there's some thing that we are saying that makes sense to somebody and like changes the way that they approach their things like that's cool too like we're not preaching that like god everyone get rid of everything ever and like live like this and i thought that was very like open-minded on their end to realize that like this is not gonna be for everybody right but if you can take something from it cool i don't know what i would do with my life like, if I had that empty an apartment, and I didn't have a job, and I didn't have any things, and I didn't have any books, and I didn't have a television, like, what do they do all the time other than go around telling other people to do this thing? Yeah, I I feel like a lot of these people are, like, kind of travelers and kind of nomadic, which is cool and mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, I don't... I, don't I just know. don't know how you do that if you don't have an income. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you, live such a spontaneous, fantastic life if you're poor? Well, okay, but they're both both of their incomes came from like the book, right? Because right. they were touring for a book, so they're getting paid to tour. They're getting paid for their book. Prior to that, I don't really know what they were doing. I don't know that they talked about it. Uh, like both the time of the, one between. of them definitely used that corporate ladder line a couple times yeah i mean i definitely know they both i think they work together they're like best friends for their whole lives and they work together or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and they seem like nice people they seem chill uh they the, both love to hug oh my god i'm a hugger brother <laughs> big hugger i'm a big i'm a big hugger put that put that handshake away i'm a i'm a hug you right now it was so fun to watch because some people like were very thrown off by it, and other people were like, "I'm fucking ready." Yeah, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for this guy's hug right now. He's going. Hug it's me. kind of. It's kind of. Um, uh, I don't know if rude is the right word, but like being like I'm a hugger is is a lot like saying like it is is putting somebody else in a situation where like they have to hug you. You know what I mean? Because not everyone's yeah. a hugger. Oh, that's some free love and hippie shit that they're doing. But, and but it's, was... like, also aggressive. It's, like, <laughs> I am putting myself around you now, whether you want it or not. Yeah. But uh, that happened a lot. Lots oh, of... They are huggers. If, if you don't take anything else away from this documentary, no. 
These guys are huggers. Mm-hmm. Big huggers. Big huggers. Um, structurally, though, because I'll say, like, obviously, I don't, I don't think this lifestyle is super for either of us, but they brought in a lot of people from different walks of life, explaining... True, true. ...their journey, um... And I we got a flashback was... to tiny homes. Fucking did, fucking, but like better tiny homes, like people right? who weren't regretting their tiny homes. Like right, in people our documentary. who clearly <laughs> went into it with like a like an understanding of how things were gonna work. No, no one said it again. I don't think I would do that again. <laughs> right, right. That's. I would never do that again. Um, I loved the um uh uh shit. Now I'm gonna forget what it's called. Living, not living simple. Uh, not simple living either. The I looked it up too. I know uh, what you're talking about, and I can't think of what uh, it's called. It's called life edited, which is they live in these tiny, normal, normal sized apartments, kind of, but like everything kind of folds up and like folds out and expands and contracts and like really cool. I like that. Yeah. No, that was super cool. The tiny homes were cool. The newscaster guy was cool mm. because he, um, to me, he wasn't, I don't know that he lived, like, homeless or in a tiny house necessarily, but no. his was more of, like, a mental journey, which I thought was really interesting. Like, they were talking about, like, it's not even necessarily, like, not having shit, but it's really about having, like, a balanced life and enjoying when you're not working, enjoying, like, a life that you have fun doing. Definitely. And um, I think, actually, of all of the things that, like, I like, I definitely, I, I have never thought about doing meditation, but he made it sound cool and good. Um, when you watch someone have a panic attack on TV, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, I, that, that was real. Oh my god! I like literally felt for him. I was like, I, I, I know what you're feeling, and I don't know what I would do either. <laughs> like, right. You're on right. TV, man. Just fucking breathe, maybe. I definitely I like the minimalist aesthetic. I like the way that l- looks. Like, so my wallet is this is this tiny little wallet. I carry five cards. And you can fit some cash in here. And, like, this I like. Like, this is the first, like, step I've taken towards minimalism in any way. And I love this. Yeah. Um, and, like, I wish my apartment looked like that guy's apartment where you just, like, you know, you could you could put together computer chips. Like, it's so spotless and, and sparse. Here's Here's my counter to that. Because that's all really nice. But in terms of, like, a living space, there's no, like, hominess to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's and I my, get that too. my qualm. Because, like, I don't mind enjoying um, my apartment or my house or anyone else's house. Um, I, I think that's great. But I like to feel, like, comfortable in it. And I think part of that comfort comes from stuff. So there's, like, a level of stuff that I don't think I would, like, compromise because I still want it to feel, like, comfortable. And I think, I think uh, to that point, too, that, like, the first word that comes to mind is, like, warmth. That totally. even though Even though temperature-wise, I'm sure there's no difference between my apartment and his, I feel like just having things around makes my apartment feel 
in a good way warmer um yeah well and also like i think it depends too if you're more of a homebody or not like i definitely am like i i had so much fun with you guys but like one of my favorite times was like when all of us were just hanging out at your apartment like mm-hmm. eating chicken wings on the floor like that was so fun for me because like i like i like being at home and just like doing that so right. i and, and i don't know if i would at that at life edited a life edited yeah. apartment like i don't know that i would like hang out there yeah that's a good point i i mean like it's almost more like that that life edited aesthetic is like that's the kind of hotel i would like to stay in but I don't know sure. that I would. I don't know that I would want to live there. Agreed, a hundred percent agree. Because I want my hotel to feel uh, sterile. Yes. They, yes. Tru- truthfully, truthfully, that's, that's how I would prefer it to be. That's right. Even if <laughs> sacrificing hominess for uh, sterility. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this compared to uh, small? Small house living. Small house, big heart. Small, yeah. Um, what did I think of this compared to that? I think that this movie was strangely edited. This movie felt unfocused, for especially for a documentary about minimalism. Huh. You disagree? I actually thought the structure was nice, but I'm I'm all ears. Well, I guess the You're big one wrong. for me. That's super the, true. The big one for me is, like, there was this big ending moment, and then the last, like, ten minutes tacked on at the end, we, like, continue on about children. A hundred percent yes, because the music built, and this guy was talking, and he was having this big over, like, summarizing everything, and then I was, but then I knew, I was like, there's still, like, 15 minutes left of this, like, what the fuck are they gonna do? Right, um, I didn't. So, I didn't know, yes, and that was true. shocking. Yeah, um, agreed on that. That that was like some Lord of the Rings shit where it ended too many times. Or it was it was kind of like when you uh, go to a, like a Marvel movie and then the credits scroll and oh good, there's a little more at the end. Oh yeah. thank God, I was I wanted a little more. Um, so I thought that. I mean, maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion because of how jarring that was, but also sure. like there's this one moment which I'm pretty sure was just to sell the book, but, like, that was really stylistic and, you know what I'm talking about, where yep. um, uh, Skinny Pete walks out uh, into the center of the frame. He's, like, in this desert with, like, these beautiful mountains behind him, and he reads from his book, um, and, like, that was beautiful and jarring and amazing and came from a different documentary. A hundred percent, like, agreed. Both things you've said, I I am on board with. Um, I thought that if he got struck by lightning, that would have been a really dramatic like <laughs> movie scene. Oh, definitely. Didn't it very feel like, like a Wes Anderson? Yes, 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 a hundred percent, yes. Yeah, it was weird. So these guys wrote this book, and uh, you know they both had moms that drank or did drugs or something. So like, which kind of didn't feel like it related oh completely irrelevant i was so confused i was like if you guys were like hoarders or like if your parents were like truly hoarders like this makes so much more sense like tragedy is terrible but like i did not see 
um, the connection to the tragedy and their choices. No. Um, so that well, there's was the weird. one guy who who kept saying like, you know, my mother died and I broke up with my wife like in the same month. But again, yeah. I'm not sure. And he said that was like a catalyst for him. But again, it's not, it seemed kind of irrelevant. It seemed like he was like, shit, I need people to empathize with me. Yeah, it felt very forced. Because, like, I, I get that usually there, especially if you're going to do, like, some sort of a hoarder thing. Like, there is some sort of a trauma generally right. associated with that. But, like, that was not the case. But then we didn't hear the other guy read anything. And I was like, well, right. if one of you is going to do a reading from your book, why aren't both of you doing a reading from your Right, and then it was almost like, you know when you see a, a comedy trailer, a trailer for a comedy movie, and they like there's the, they, they put all the best jokes in the trailer, and then you're like, well, I don't have to see that. Yeah. So it was like, they read this chunk, and I was like, well, that was kind of cool. And then when they never did it again, I was like, oh, that's probably the only cool part of the book. Um, super likely. And also, not to be a dick, because I didn't think either of them were, like, bad, but, like, I kind of... I kind of liked the other guy better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the one who long didn't do the re- long hair Joe. Um, I don't know why I just believed him. <laughs> he sold me. I don't know. He just seemed uh, kind of more down to earth about it. I think. And definitely, if I could only hug long hair Joe or skinny Pete, I would have chosen long hair Joe. Well, I didn't know that Skinny Pete was hugging people because Long Hair Joe did it a couple times without Skinny Pete. Um, so I feel like Pete got it from Joe. The uh, There was one other time when they were pretty deliberate and uh, framey with their, with their camera, and there, that was the interview with the neurologist where they had him, like, center in this empty room that was, like, really echoey. Um, do you remember that? I'm not uh, super recalling, if I'm going to be honest. I don't remember that. what the fuck that guy even said. He was just, like, another voice in the whole thing. They all said but the it, same thing. Yeah. Get rid of your shit. You'll be happier. Yeah, the there's one a void thing, you're trying to fill. Yeah. The one thing, though, that, like, it's a, it's a... I have quoted it multiple times since watching this documentary, is there's the one guy who says... You know, money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you happiness. Like, having more money will make you happier up to $70,000. Uh, that was so interesting, yes. Which means I have a ways to go. I could uh-huh. be much happier than I am. Yeah. No, I that like was that. weird. I thought it was really interesting that he found a price point. Mm-hmm. And I also want to know what that it was like adjusted for inflation like i just think that's Mm -hmm. like a really curious thing like if you've decided like this is how much money you need to to be happy and like what is that going to be in 10 years right that's what i need to start working towards now if i'm gonna be happy then i need that but also i know people who make more than that and i wonder i know young people who make more than that and start off making more that and then it's like where do you go if that's the peak yeah but that's why i think the point is and like why i'm okay with with having stuff is like it's also about like what you do outside of work Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like if you spend your time like buying things and buying things buying things like like who cares but if you spend it to like do something or have a project you're working on or a hobby that you enjoy 
Like, to me, investing in those things is going to lead you to being happier. And those things don't need to cost a lot. But it's, like, what you do with your time outside of earning your living. Like, are you living well? Are you living the life that you want to be living? Do you like the life you're living? Do you That's how I feel about it. I concur. This was uh, John, the person who recommended this, is living minimalist, minimal, minimally. Very. Our very own John O'Grady. He's living out of a shoebox. Uh, just him and a shoebox and a, you know, a ukulele or whatever the fuck he's doing. Pretty. I mean, he's moving to Chicago with, with two bags and a box. Um... Which is pretty impressive. And a dream. That's all, that's all a boy needs. Just a... Two, two bags and a dream. Two bags and a dream is the new name of this podcast. Yeah. Ooh, maybe our next podcast would be called that. Mm-hmm. You'll be bag one and I'll be bag two. Yes. Uh, no, I, I liked it. I, I didn't find it to be uh, quite as pretentious as I think I thought it would be. It still True. was, but I think it could have... Yes. I think small living or whatever was way worse. Um, yeah. So this one to me Do you me think felt, that's just that, like, the people sucked so much? I think I love shitting on that documentary. Mm. But I do think it was the people. And it wasn't very well done. And it was super focused on, like, this is the only way. And, like, this showed a lot of different people applying these principles in different ways. Yes. 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 So that's how I feel about it. I, it wasn't that douchey. I thought it, it offered up some interesting POVs, things to think about. Do I need this? Does this? Do I? Am I attached to this, or can I get rid of it? Like that. Uh, yes. Yes. It was good that we watched it. I agree. Um. I concur. Uh, you can follow us in all different places. Um, please do that and share it. Uh, because if you don't, then, you know, no one will ever know. Um, and, and isn't that bad? Um, my name is Jason. That's Emily Toby. Our music is made by John O'Grady. Um, next week, I wanted to continue on this trend of... Uh, sort of positive uplifting documentaries yeah. so we're watching a PBS documentary about the Oklahoma City bomber uh, called Oklahoma City Oklahoma Oi McVeigh uh, a quote now about minimalism comes from uh, looks like tumblr.com uh, soulprintlife.com says um, minimalism is not about having less. It's about making room for more documentaries. Oh, 